Okay, and we're live. Hello. <laughs> okay, everybody, this is my buddy Sean. He is a, a really good guy. He's got a lot of similar interests to me, and I've been looking forward to bringing him onto this podcast here to just talk about everything that interests us from wildlife and nature to camping and outdoors and all that sweet, fun stuff we normally talk about on here. Uh, but I want to start off with something interesting. And it's a little bit woo. It's a little bit, uh, how do I say, uh, you know, kind of like. topic? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> anyway. Let's start with the crazy. Yeah, we'll start with the crazy. Everyone likes the crazy. It's fun to believe in, you know. It's for uh, <laughs> wanting to believe in. Or like, it's like a yeah. thought experiment. It's like a, it's a captivate the mind for a moment outside of boring reality. True. So I don't know if you've heard of this. I know I mentioned to to you earlier this week, but. It's called World Tree Theory. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as bad as the flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of gets wrapped into there, but uh, you know this is this is this is a lot less harmless, and you know it's a lot less it's it's a lot more fun to believe in or want to believe in. And uh, so, what the World Tree Theory is is that. There's a lot of these natural rock formations throughout the planet Earth. And to give you a description of them, the one I can say that most people might be familiar with is the uh, the Devil's Tower in Wyoming. It's okay. sort of like this straight up pillar of rock in the middle of like nowhere. It's like in the middle of a forest, basically, or like a natural landscape. And the top of it's flat. So what people have... I don't know, I guess made the comparison to is that it looks like a giant goddamn tree stump. So I'm just pouring yeah. some scotch here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously as soon as I read that, I was like, Oh, well that's dumb. But then, you know, I started delve like diving into like the, uh, I don't know, the, the fun of it. And I was kind of like, this is really neat. It's really interesting. And I really like, I would like to talk to somebody about it and see what, if it's, if not talk about the fact that it's, you know, not real or, but let's pretend it is. And, you know, muse over the possibilities of how it could be even when it can't. And, sorry, go ahead. Well, if it is a world tree, I'm not surprised that humans have cut it down. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. Then that gets into like a whole other topic of like who cut it down and why. So, yeah, so all over the world, I think Canada has one in like none of it. It's in like Baffin Island. It's called. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called like the tower, or was it? There's actually no, no trees there, so that's no. Yeah, it's just in the yeah. It's not in a natural landscape like that. It's in like, you know, like I don't know, tundra, I guess, or yeah. like just desolate. But um, tundra, yeah. It's um, it's called Mount Asgard, which is kind of oh, cool because cool. yeah, because that's also like has to do with a lot of like the mythology around like the world tree, like they have the tree of life or whatever in that like mythology. Yeah. And um part of this was like uh that I found really interesting was that you know when people start saying oh it's made of rock you guys are full of crap this and that they're like someone would someone would just chime in and be like yeah well what's petrified wood it's yeah. rock. <laughs> it's like yeah. oh shit they burned it down or like you know whatever it is or it's been like backfilled with sediments or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I find the Devil's Tower in Wyoming. It, it it looks pretty intriguing. Like it almost looks like it, like tree bark and stuff. But yeah. it's like 
I don't know. It, it, w- once you go beyond that as a conspiracy theory or as like a, I don't even know. But how, I don't know how it's a conspiracy. Or I don't know what's conspiring to, but it's just like, um, I don't know, like folklore, I guess at this point. But it's like, I find it, I don't know, something to daydream about in a very boring world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. a lot of times I just wish in my mind that a lot of crazy shit was true. Like, um, I, I can't think of an example, but something like, something like this, you know, like yeah. to learn something just... There was a deeper per- meaning to life and it was yeah. not behind the veil of death that it was yeah. in the material world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be, it'd be captivating for me to like, I don't know, experience yeah. something like that in my life. But I don't know. I, f- I found the Wyoming Devil Tower pretty interesting because it's almost like it was a giant tree and like yeah. it's surrounded by like it's like it fed into like the rest of like the world or something or like the surrounding area and that's why it's so like beautiful there and picturesque and lots of wildlife and you know it's not too far from Yellowstone and all that stuff yeah yeah Yellowstone is another place I, I really want to go to it looks amazing yeah I, dude that's been on my bucket list forever I've, I've been wanting to do like a road trip out that way and for where, where I am I had like I was gonna do like maybe just stop through Mount Rushmore, and you know like the Field of Dreams, uh, just like all these little like spots to watch on the way there, yeah, for and sure. then uh, do like a week there, and just I don't know. But then people are telling me, oh, you know, Montana, Wyoming, they're kind of boring. Uh, go to uh, Colorado, that's where like the beautiful mountains are and stuff like that. But I don't know. There's a yeah. lot of like cool things in Wyoming. Nice. Like it's the home of the. Um, what's it called the jackalope so there's like a lot of jackalope folklore and like i don't know statues and stuff you could take pictures with like roadside attractions and i don't know i'm kind of a i'm kind of a sucker for that kind of stuff like especially oh, yeah. when it comes to like some like mythical creature somebody just like made up and it's kind of like oh, i can appreciate a rabbit with like antlers <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean like wyoming looks kind of nice like it's it's landscape looks nice yeah it looks like, you know, when people say it's boring like it's probably just they don't like nature or you know they have to see something that humans made yeah yeah some people prefer the city life that's for sure but uh yeah there's a bunch of really cool land formations there and they have like you know those uh what is it called like the geysers i haven't seen a geyser yet i don't think oh, yeah. so that's on the bucket list too See a geyser in real life? Uh, have I seen one? I think I have. I can't remember where. Mm. I feel like I must have at some point seen one. They are cool though. I have like you? the. Uh, it's like the water, or if it is water, I guess it's totally see-through, and you can. Um, I don't know. It has all these crazy colors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I forget what that's called though, too. But uh, they have something close to that in Canada. I think it's kind of like in Yoho or maybe Kootenai. It's called like um, the paint pots. Okay. It's just like this, like these kind of like water ponds that are filled with like a lot of like iron sediment and stuff. So it ends up forming yeah. like this weird like orange and like a little bit of other colors mixed in there. It's not as vibrant and beautiful as the stuff down in Wyoming and Yellowstone. But it's, uh, I mean, when you when you're a beggar, you can't be a chooser sometimes, and so you got to settle for the paint pots. I'm in a yeah. <laughs> you know the provincial parks or national parks here but uh what's uh i gotta tell you though good to change the pace of the conversation a little bit 
you what was it like last year were like a massive like inspiration to me in a way of like how you decided to change the course of your life and you and a couple other people I know have done it and I was wondering if maybe you could just speak to like you know what you've done you know where where you went from and then now where you are and the changes you've experienced in like your attitude and like uh your enjoyment of like life and you know your hobbies and stuff like that mm-hmm. well like i was born in bc so I, I grew up with the mountains and and um you know the huge trees and the ocean you can actually swim in without freezing your ass off and uh, i really loved the west coast and then um like we as a family moved to nova scotia when i was 12 and then i grew up on the east side of canada for quite some time and then um most recently i was living in toronto as you know and um i just got i just got tired of the city um because i really enjoyed camping in the hustle and bustle the rat race the traffic i'm not about that at all um and i find that with nature you just kind of you just feel better man you're breathing fresh i feel air. like it heals me it's, as it's as ridiculous quieter. as that sounds i feel like it's like oh for sure it does. it's like it's like a d like a de-stressor it's like yeah, breathing 100%. in the air or like i don't know what it is i like i i have this fantasy in my head that like it's like the trees release like volatiles like they're kind of like i don't know like these like things they use to communicate with each other it's like this like they're supposed to be like harmful but i don't think they're always harmful and like you breathe those in it's like you get like uh, a little bit of exposure to it maybe it does something good for like you know the body i don't know i think it's just the fresh clean air like yeah. it's not as polluted because um, i noticed when i came back to toronto to grab my car i was like holy fuck this is the air but then i was at the airport so i was like okay well whatever and then when i got to my apartment that was you know on the other side of the city um still like the air smelled like ass and i was like oh, man I, I completely forget what that, it's like this and yeah. then uh, you come back, and when my parents visited me in Whitehorse, one of the first things they said at the airport as they walked out of the door was, oh, man, the air is so fresh. <laughs> <laughs> like, at the airport. It's crisp, yeah, that. it is crisp. But uh, the further north you go, the more crisp and fresh it gets, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that, like, I'm um, I'm above this, uh, I think I'm above the uh, 60, 60 degree line. Like, what's it called? Um fuck <laughs> like when people say north of 60 or something or yeah, south yeah, yeah. of 60 right like the the 60 line i think is the arctic circle or line or it's close to it it's close to it it's not officially the arctic circle line but it's close to it it's like so, subarctic um, or something kind of yeah and then um so when people say oh you live in the lower 48 that would be like the states oh uh, yeah lower 60 is like canada so i'm north of 60 and uh it's different the true canada yeah like it's in the boreal forest right so the forest just it looks it looks way different all the trees are basically the same Um, yeah that's the only criticism i have of that area compared to like ontario is that the tree diversity is very boring yeah you have you have pine poplar and spruce and then like a little bit of birch but it's rare um and a few other trees but like I don't know exactly, but by far the most you'll see is is pine and poplar, or sorry, pine and spruce, and then poplar mixed in. And um, you know why that I is? Got, I, I it got I because we cut down the world tree. 
Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. Sold it for a dime. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me for a second. If humans have something nice, they'll destroy it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so anyways, um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I got used to the, the boreal forest here. Like, I like the I like the trees down south. And I like the diversity of trees and the maple trees and stuff. But um, walking through the forest here is just as peaceful, just as nice. Yeah. Just as refreshing. 100%. Um, it's... Um, it's just as good for camping and everything. So uh, it's kind of neat, too, because different times of the year, uh, these mushrooms, like tons of different types of mushrooms, just start popping out. Uh, we just passed it right now because... Yeah, uh, I saw people on Instagram really posting fall. tons of their... Yeah, and like it's, and stuff. it's all edible. Like I don't know all the different kinds, but people here are really into foraging. Like it's a, it's a thing that... Dude, yeah, some people do. are heavy into it because I've seen people's Instagrams yeah. and they're like, they have these massive like mushrooms and stuff and they're like, oh, I found them. Yeah. The gold mine, buddy. I was like, I have no idea what you're holding. It doesn't even look like a mushroom. It just looks yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like a, a rock almost. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of spongy things, yeah. yeah. But that's cool, uh, man. Like, like got a lot yeah, of stuff Yeah, so too. that's one thing. And then, you know, a lot of people here hunt and fish and um, fuck my buddy hunts for moose every year in September, I think. Um, mm -hmm. if not September, then early October and yeah. then he'll try to get a bison later on in the winter. And it's pretty um, cool. he hasn't gone to buy meat at the grocery store for 10 years. He just, he's always got meat in his freezer and doesn't uh, have he, to worry about antibiotics or anything like that. No, food, nothing like that. He just packages up, goes in the freezer and he takes them out whenever he wants. And there's all different cuts, all different kinds of meat. And he gives meat away. Um, so we have like a we'll have a moose roast or like a caribou steak or um, um, things like that. And uh, he doesn't do this, but you can freeze or smoke fish and keep that as well. Yeah. Um, one of the coolest things that we've done is he took me on his boat. We were on a fishing trip, like a four day guys fishing trip, mm -hmm. and uh, we didn't really bring any food. We just catch some fish and lake trout which is fucking huge here by the <laughs> you, way it's like the play, size of salmon played it I don't it's... we're catcher food boys we're not bringing any yeah don't catch I don't, don't eat yeah. <laughs> um so like huge goddamn fucking trout um and then you know like it's obviously within the specified size like there's yeah. there's limitations to what mm -hmm. you can keep and not keep so like we stayed within our limit and the size and whatever but we got a good eater that was legal and uh we just we just filleted it up um started a fire like a nice little campfire at the end of the day and we're all like fucking ready for it ready for the food and uh put the fillets in like a ziploc bag with with the um breading or whatever it, it is and then uh and some seasoning yeah the flour or whatever like mm. I, I, i'm not a very good cook but yeah you probably was, did a bit of flour then you mix it with some other stuff yeah so it's like coated in flour yeah, coated and, and, and yeah. there's like seasoning in there and stuff and then it just goes into um the cast iron pan Still, that yeah. has about like an inch or so like just a little bit more than an inch of cooking oil and uh so it's bubbling away and uh it's ready pretty quick and then when it comes out oh man nice and crispy on the outside deep fried goodness and then on the inside fresh fresh fish man it's just oh and after you eat it you just feel so good <laughs> just, even though you ate you know, deep fried stuff like it's still like you just you feel satisfied you know what i've started doing crisping the skin on my fish and it's oh, yeah. dude i used to hate like um the scales and stuff on like the skin on a fish yeah but if you 
crisp it really good and i get it like really like almost yeah. like i don't know it's it's pretty good like if you have a lot of seasoning on it and stuff it's like mm, i guess i can yeah, eat fish scales now yeah it's not bad yeah, be different fish you can't do that but mm-hmm. you know some fish you can or whatever yeah it's man. not too bad dude it sounds amazing just like fresh the only thing i'd be worried about is like making sure it's cooked properly Oh, gotta, yeah, you do got to worry fine. about parasites and stuff sometimes. So, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's being deep fried. Like, it's hot as fuck in there. It's, it's fine. I knew this one girl who, you know, sort of went lived remote off the land for a while. Went to college with her, and she just kind of like you know, went out until we go find herself like after college type thing. Like, I don't even know. Like a couple years ago now, and I guess it's been like a decade since I seen her, or more. It was more. She was talking about how, like, she, apparently she's had parasites, like, her whole life. Or not her whole life, but, like, you know, since she, like, went out into the middle of nowhere, was living off the land and stuff like that. And she's like, apparently, they're, like, these parasites are from, like, certain fish from, like, a certain area. It's like, they weren't, it wasn't cooked all the way or something. And, like, they've been in, now they're, like, in my spine, like, in this and that. And they've just, what? they're just so embedded. Because they, like, it, for most, most part, like, if you get, like, a parasite infection you can just take some pills it'll clear up you'll get rid of it it's not a big issue but if you leave it for years on end apparently it just gets to like a point where it's just like just becomes a part of you it's a problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i don't know but going back to the uh, mushrooms that you brought up like the foraging and stuff like that have you ever heard of i think there might be a book or like a documentary on it. it's called the stoned ape theory (laughs) yeah i've i've heard of it yeah, it's they that. got to uh, magic mushrooms and then it kind of opened their brains. Yeah, their minds and like helped to bit. like it explains like the human evolution of the the brain ha- like tripling in like a small amount of time. Oh, well, I, I think it's like two million years or something. We say that's small, but you know, yeah. I guess in relation to like other species on the planet. But I mean, that's well, also attributed to like cooking of food and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised just because um, the the magic mushrooms have been shown to have like therapeutic effects. Yeah, um, there's a lot of studies now. Yeah. Neuroplasticity. So people with injured brains or, you know, have suffered strokes or things like that or have addictions, uh, it can help to like rewire your brain away from that um, damaged area or, you know, just rewire it in such a way that um, non-addictive behaviors become um, part of your life and kind of cemented. And, That's psilocybin, um, right? Yes, and also uh, it's been shown that when you're under the effects of psilocybin, magic mushrooms, um, different areas of your brain talk to each other um, in a way that they wouldn't normally. So you can you can, can kind of perceive. So you're making like new neural paths that wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, your perception's being like opened for a temporary amount of time. And I've I've done mushrooms before, um, and I can tell you for a fact that like. This is my own personal experience. I'm not saying this is like this for everybody, but I just felt so connected to everything, and like everything, it made me laugh. And uh, and then as you're coming down, you know, hours later, for me it was like a gradual descent, as you would in a plane, and I could feel the different stages of consciousness, and I could feel myself kind of going back into the clouds of of just the normal brain talking to itself and kind of you know, normal thoughts coming back in and it's not that it wasn't normal thoughts before, but it was just, it's, there's definitely something cloudy baseline, about it. Baseline, yeah, and, yeah. and then you kind of come back into just normal 
daily boring perception. But can you not like reflect back on what you experienced and be like? You can, yeah. But after a while, it just kind of fades away. It just kind of fades away like a dream. Yeah, kind of. Like mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's like a really potent dream. You you remember it for a while, then you just then it just becomes like a fact that you remember. You don't really remember much more. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. yeah, like the the, uh, the mushrooms are are pretty neat. Like in in terms of. Um, therapeutic use and you know just helping people i think i think you know they should be legal i think they will be man i think like a lot of pharmaceutical companies and a lot of like the studies that they're doing and they're they're basically getting the research ready to say hey look like here's the benefits to this stuff here's like i'm not surprised at all um like there's documentaries on it and stuff and how how good it is for people and even just normal mushrooms like funguses are fungi are, are good for people like it's good for the body um there's there's ways that they can you can use a fungus to um to pr- uh to oh fuck what am i trying to say to um cure different diseases or something like that like i just saw this recently and it's it's kind of the way the fungus just gets into everything like it you know it, in the earth it kind of spreads everywhere and connects everything yeah it's like it's like this insane like uh what is it like? I'm gonna call network. it like a neural network yeah it's like a yeah. sane network and it's just like you wouldn't imagine like the like how like the biomass of like fungus is in a forest you yeah. think it's just like yeah. a little mushroom but it's like well actually the majority of this forest is actually yeah like fungus true. like the biomass yeah. is it's not visible but it's it's insane like yeah. and again it's so weird that here in the yukon like just a certain time of year it all kind of presses up through the earth all of a sudden and very rapidly and you see them everywhere. Yeah, They're there's a lot of mushrooms around where I am too. I've noticed when I'm out, like on a hike and stuff, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of mushrooms now. I'm like, what is that? What's yeah. this about? I'm like, but I guess it's the time of the year, man. Like, it's the harvest season, right? Like, it coincides yeah, with it. Like, mushrooms and stuff. Yeah. We had a lot of rain, though, too. I wonder if that has to do with it, because usually you see that stuff after, like, a good rainfall. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't much rain for us in the summer, but it started raining in, in the fall for sure yeah we got to do i think we got to do like a boys trip up to the yukon we keep saying it yeah we keep saying it but uh next year maybe we'll have a house now so you can actually you guys can actually come and have somewhere to stay yeah you can save some money on a hotel and then um you know we can we can plan to actually do something fun like we'll do um like we'll charter a boat for a few days yeah we got to come up with like a list of things that really make because i i don't know how like I think Tommy would probably come. I know Scott's like a hundred percent down to come. Yeah. T- Tommy like always needs a little bit of a push. I feel like to get on yeah. the plane or anything. But if you if we line up like a really good like we say like well we're going for a week, like this day we're charting a boat. Yeah, we're think, doing the uh, river this week, and then like the, this part of the trip we're gonna do a hike up this mountain and this and we we just like we do like a really well put together kind of like itinerary and say shut the fuck up tom this is what we're doing like how amazing this is you only yeah. like you know you enjoy life come on yeah. let's go like like i think he'd be down obviously i would like i'd be surprised who wouldn't be down but yeah i don't know we, we got to go see the yukon i want to see like if we can like if it's in the summer midnight sun i don't know if you guys get the like uh northern lights that much but that'd be yeah, awesome if we got lucky to see that like i'd man i'd be happier than a pig and shit oh dude i like I opened my front door once at night, and like I was on night shifts, so I'm just kind of used. I was used to staying up late, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like one in the morning or something like that. And I just opened my front door, and there it was, Northern Lights right there. 
in the sky. Uh, was, was it like full on or was it just green? Was it like all the colors? It was green. It, yeah, so far I've just seen green and I've seen it kind of dance around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. I know there's other colors like purple and reds and stuff, but I haven't seen those yet. Maybe that's a bit more north. I don't know. Um, not necessarily because south from here in Manitoba you can see the red um, a little bit or the purples. Okay. I think it just depends how clear it is, how strong the storm is and where you are. And um, you you can get it really good up here. You just have to be patient, wait for the right night, and then when it happens, like you go out to the darkest spot you can find. <laughs> for us, we just went up a, a local mountain here in Whitehorse. It's like right on the edge of the of the city, and we four by four it up to the top at about one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because everyone else was doing the same thing too. There was a bunch of cars there, all kind of trying to find a good spot. And we got some really good pictures that night, um, just with our regular cell phones. Uh, that was pretty cool. That was one of the best times I've seen. Yeah, it. dude, I'm jealous. Like, I would love to live in a place where, like, I, I like this is what I was saying. Like, you inspired me. Like, I'm I'm trying to like, move my way out that direction because you're constantly surrounded by like overwhelming beauty of like yeah. the entire land, like from the forest the mountains the water like even though like layer like a lot of the glacial lakes are very pretty like i don't know if it's like as far as yukon but i know like you know in banff yoho those kind of places you have those like bright green or turquoise lakes from all the different like rock sediments and stuff in there and like everything is just a lot of our lakes here are um quite clear like they're clear and like aqua color Mm -hmm. Uh, like a bright aqua color um it's really nice Uh, because it's because it's clean it's clean water um my buddy who took me out on the boat's like, yeah, like you just scoop some water out of the lake and drink it. It's fine. Yeah, dude. Like and so, I, like I did that and it was fine. Like how unreal is it that there's just like this thing called like the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights. Yeah. And it's just this weird dancing light show in the sky, and you don't get it like anywhere else. Like yeah, very, you do sense. it like, like anywhere rarely. Like, why wouldn't you want to live there? Like, you, yeah, you, I know, like, right? you, like it's like this, like the like overwhelming beauty like even like on like the bc coast it's like where else yeah. are you going to be able to go and see whales like these giant animals I know, right? like i don't know there's just so many things that are just like when i compare it to where i am now in ontario and it's just like man we don't have mountains like we don't have aurora borealis we don't have <laughs> like i don't know like we don't have like lot like we have moose but like we don't have grizzly bears we don't have mountain lions and if we do they must be incredibly rare and it's like we don't have like these things we call charismatic megafauna and out uh, there you have the megafauna the, the, the big animals like yeah, it's just like like fuck i want to get there i want to i want my life <laughs> like even on my drives to work i want to be surrounded right? by beauty yeah, yeah or like well, you know that's like, one that's one thing actually as i'm driving out of my subdivision going to work i just see like the mountains in the background it's so nice i i, I really don't get tired of seeing that going no, to work and coming it, back from work and it's right there in front of me like it's, like even if the sun's setting or something like every sunrise every sunset you see yeah. on the way to work it's just going to be so nice probably and, a lot different the from light the last hits one the mountains really nice in the evening and the morning um it's beautiful man you know i like to take pictures so like taking pictures out there versus here it's, it's a lot nicer it's a lot yeah. more beautiful yeah definitely definitely pro like saying like you and a couple other people like very inspirational to just be able to like (laughs) sort of be like yeah you know here i am working a career probably like six years in but i've had enough and i want change in life quit move boom boom 
sold all my furniture. Boom, place yeah. is gone. Boom, gone. And then you know, see ya. yeah, see ya. And you, and you, it's like, for better or worse, I'm in a hundred percent. For sure, man. Because yeah, I, dude, it took me one month to give my two weeks notice to work to pack up all my shit and move across Canada <laughs> to the Yukon of all places. Super inspirational, like, like very, like I don't know, like I'm not envious, but like you know, but I am like, I want that yeah. for myself as well. And it's just like, I should do it, man. Seriously, I'm working before on it. this fucking. Um, house tax kicks in are they actually implementing that i think so yeah so, oh god they're gonna yeah. take my money yeah they are capital gains on everything now even yeah, if yeah. Sucks. but um yeah like housing prices here are okay too um i mean they're not great but they're i say they're okay because i'm used to toronto housing prices which are fucking terrible so yeah um you know i finally have a house out here um I have a nice big backyard. Congratulations. Be- thanks. Must feel good. Area. And, uh, yeah, like I'm honestly, I'm as happy as I can be, you know, given the circumstances and everything. And this yeah. is a good place to be like, and you're surrounded by people that also like the outdoors. So like-minded individuals. Yeah. They are like-minded sharing yeah. hobbies and respect for nature and wildlife and, uh, and these sort of, everyone, obviously you get the odd person that might be a weirdo or something, but Oh yeah. We'll get that everywhere. But, yeah. um, everyone here, you know, who's normal has like a boat and, um, what's it called? Um, like quads, like ATVs and snowmobiles and, they have all the toys, right? Yeah. Like you, and then especially in the summer, every other truck you see is pulling a boat. And uh, they just get out there. And then, uh, and it's not hard to get out there. You drive like 15 minutes out of the city and you're, you realize, oh, fuck, I'm kind of <laughs> away from civilization. Yeah. Civil, and, you know, uncivil. If you get like a flat tire or something, like it'll be an issue. So. You know, be prepared. You have be to prepared. Have those tires in your bag. Yeah, like to know how to change a tire, or you know, carry around one of those portable um, battery boosters. Um, yeah, just, just in case. Is that what they car. call them? <laughs> I had one called like just in yeah. case. <laughs> but um, and then you know, like if it's the winter time and you're traveling somewhere, like driving somewhere, and it's kind of far, like you definitely want to think about bringing some camping gear or something like that. You know, just in case your car breaks down. It does get to minus forty here and below, yeah. and uh, that's when unreal. I when I first moved here, um, there was a story of uh, someone whose car broke down on the highway going from I think the city to some community, some you know faraway community, and uh, they had to burn their car to stay alive until help came. Oh it, my they, fucking god! They, like you just start taking out parts. You're like, hey, what part can I replace first? This they chair. Ran out of gas, I can place the chair. Oh, cool! Burn the chair. Oh yeah, God. well, they, they just lit the whole car on fire, and then, like, a big car bonfire, and then waited until help came. But they got to the point where it was so cold, and they ran out of fuel, and they couldn't stay warm. The only way to stay warm was to light the car on fire. Oh, so, my uh, God. Oh, <laughs> well, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Like, you, I can Google that shit. Uh, you'll find it eventually. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah, and that was I would have started with smaller parts of the car. You know, I would if I had the tools. Like, yeah, I guess true, if they didn't yeah. have tools, I guess you couldn't really take out the seats and stuff. But have been like, okay, we're gonna burn the seat over there for a yeah. bit, and we're gonna burn this like, chair, and then this seat, and then we'll do the mats. We're properly dressed, and then their car, you know, either breaks down or runs out of fuel, and they're like, "Fuck, <laughs> what can I do?" And they have to do something quick because it doesn't take long, and it gets cold, man, like cold, cold. It's actually terrifying if you think about it. <laughs> 
yeah so yeah so wherever you go like you just have to kind of have that in the back of your mind like when i i go four by fouring for fun in my truck um it's just a mid-size it's a nissan frontier pro 4x 20, 2017 um it's it, it can't really tow much like it could tow a, a small boat fine but it's not it's meant for like four by fouring and just kind of travel around and getting into tight spaces and and uh i got it because it's a it's it is four by four and uh you kind of need you do need that for the winter here even if you have good winter tires which you should have regardless um having four by four really helps to get around and sometimes the snow won't be cleared for a while so you just have to kind of plow through it and uh it's funny to see cars try to do that <laughs> like, why do you have a car here man like what is but, I mean, it's like I have all-wheel drive. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you're bottomed out. <laughs> you're almost yeah. topped out. <laughs> like it's really good in the summer because then they they have really good uh, gas mileage, right? So they're laughing at you in the summer, but in the winter, everyone's laughing at them. <laughs> yeah, maybe you get two cars. That's yeah, how you, exactly. So yeah, that's so, how you're winning the gambit on that. Yeah, but um, uh, anyways, I go. I like to go four by fouring and um, got any you know, good wildlife encounters yet? Uh, like, while I was 4 by 4 not really. I've just seen, like, a big deer uh, once. That's it. Is that a um, mule deer or whitetail? Whitetail. Yeah. Um, which is weird because I never kind of see a deer. If anything, I'll see a moose or I'll see bison. Or there's lots of fox here. Like, there's there's fox here, the orange fox. Like, there is um, raccoons in the city. They're so common. You see them all the time. And uh, that's kind of cool. And they're they're quite tame too um certain neighborhoods yeah man like foxes no are like fox nature's families. Like, they'll just like play with you if you're and it's wild. funny because they steal shit they steal human stuff like they, <laughs> if, if your boot boots are sitting out on the porch they'll take one they they'll will just take it I yeah, don't want this boot. there's a place you can google this it's called the fox depot and it's just a place where people return all the shit that foxes have stolen <laughs> uh to this one place and you can like find your boots again or you know a kid's toy or, or something like just so item. there's like this place that people know about that foxes just dump humans things yeah it's called the fox depot uh, well it's a it's a it's a area of a subdivision where people return the items to oh so foxes. they find so they just find them like laying about somewhere and like a fox probably yeah, took this oh, okay yeah so that would have been way cooler if it was just like this place where foxes <laughs> just like mischievously like steal shit and they're like we're just gonna put it all here and just like collect well, they it. do they do bring it back to their dens and collect it there but um like if if i don't know how they find it but like they just they'll return items back to this one spot and people will go there and they'll find their shoes again and stuff it's pretty funny that's pretty neat at least, but that's yeah. a that's a sign of like good people too like they're just not throwing out people's stuff they're like oh i'm yeah. gonna put it in the fox depot and that's yeah, like a cool that's a cool way of um living with nature instead of being like the foxes are a problem we gotta exterminate yeah, all of them. exterminate them yeah it's exactly. like no we're gonna make the yeah. fox depot and we're just gonna live in harmony with nature and we're gonna like you know yeah, encourage exactly. you know these animals up that's and that's the kind of stuff i love and those are the kinds of people that i love too like yeah. And that's and conservation here is a big thing too. Like everyone follows the conservation rules. Like you can't hunt more than you're allowed to. You can't, um, you know, fish more than you're allowed to. Yeah, because then you get rid of all of it. Then it doesn't exist anymore. And then no one, no more fun for you or your kids or your grandkids. So you gotta moderation is key. And hopefully, you want always. You always want nature to be on the winning end of the moderation. You know, you you want a few hunters to go without a kill. You want, um, you know. 
so that there's always like more than there is necessary. Yeah, it's sustainable. Yeah, like, I got a list of random animal facts here. I don't know if they're true okay. or not, but let's ream through them here. You can see the back of an owl's eye through its ear holes. Huh. Owls can't rotate their eyeballs because they're glued to their eye socket. Uh, yeah, that's probably true, yeah. Whales and dolphins evolved from dog-like creatures. Yeah, I've heard that. Horses would probably become extinct if not domesticated. It's interesting, uh, just to pause you there for a second. Yeah. Um, I took animal behavior in um, university just as like a psychology elective, whatever. And uh, whales have the remnants of hip bones, like it's kind of like the universal structure, the bone structure, like, you know, mm -hmm. how a bat. Kind so like of a looks, mammal, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And um, so where was I going with that? Um, For the dog-like evolution? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so basically uh, whales do have the remnants of, of hips, which they obviously don't use because they don't have to, put, like, stand up or anything. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of like bones that are, have shifted and moved and performed a different function. It's kind of neat. The woolly mammoth was still alive after the pyramids were built. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Komodo dragons are the last and the smallest of the giant monitor lineage and will probably go extinct in the relatively near future. Last of a dying breed on those guys. Mm -hmm. They're like a throwback there's a type of sea slug I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce its name I think it's called Gluacus Atlanticus sea slugs actually live upside down <laughs> <laughs> so like their stomachs face the surface of the water uh, they just live upside down <laughs> <laughs> there is a cricket with testicles that make up 14% of its total mass. Whoa. Uh, so, hold That's on. That's a roided out cricket. Yeah. The, the, hold on. There's a thing about woodpeckers here. To cushion their brains from impacts, woodpeckers have tongues that wrap around the back of their skulls. Oh, yeah. That's true, actually. Um, I've learned you can that confirm thing. that one, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this kind of harkens we can kind of harken this back to like the stone dave theory very loosely but and maybe we can even touch into the sam squanch sam squanch now it's me in the morning a lot of places around the world have like native monkey populations or like ape populations mm -hmm. north america um more well, more or less, the United States and Canada don't have like monkeys, but you know places like China and colder regions and Japan do. But through my research, I found out that there is a place in Florida. It's called the Silver River, and sometimes if you go kayaking or you know hiking throughout there, you'll see these monkeys. So there are like an invasive monkey species in Florida, just somewhere near the Silver River. But 
if we did have a native monkey, could it possibly be the Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Sam Squanch there, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's possible. You know, there could be a very reclusive species of, uh, like, modern ape or whatever. Um, it's possible, right? Like, it's, I don't know. Um, some animals just live so secretly that you never ever see them really so like, like a wolverine or ex- something yeah an example i like to use like but like i mean we find wolverines but when you look at like the p- population distribution of panda bears in china it's literally like a very small prick pinpoint on a map in um china There is like a big, vast um, areas of uncharted places in Canada. There's very big, vast places in Siberia and probably China as well. Who's to say we won't come across the panda bear equivalent of a monkey? (laughs) Like if you think about like gorilla troops or like bonobos, a lot of those species of ape weren't discovered until later on or at least by like like european peoples Mm -hmm. and i don't know you never know there could be like a reclusive like a troop of apes i don't know maybe there's sasquatches i don't know i don't think so maybe there is but maybe there isn't i don't know i don't got the answers but Uh, it could be possible Uh, it wouldn't blow my mind if it was true and there was just like a few left and like Picture an orangutan, like a giant orangutan. Mm-hmm. That looks like a Sasquatch. Yeah, for sure. Like I look at that, I'm like, that's a Sasquatch. But I, it's not, it's an orangutan. But now what if we had a native species of like, sort of like an orangutan, we found it in some remote part of Canada. And we're just like, oh, these are Sasquatches. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like, oh, okay, problem solved. <laughs> Mystery yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even a big deal. Like, screw it. <laughs> Somebody call Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there are scenarios that are less um, surprising or, I don't know, captivating to the mind where it's like it's like a boring Sasquatch is real, you know? Yeah. Instead of being like this like half man, half ape or like human hybrid or like, you know, somehow on like par with human intelligence or some shit, some shit like that. It's just like, no, it's just another, you know, ape species, Yeah, you know, yeah. evolved to like cold climate. Like, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Like, look, look at, I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo, but when I was at the Berlin zoo, you can get pretty up close and personal with some of these, like, uh, orangutans. Like you just have like a pane of glass between you and they basically sit up right next to it. And you can, like, interact with them. There's little, like, pinholes in the glass near the bottom where you can pass, like, little sticks to them and stuff. <laughs> cool. Dude, they are, like, bizarrely human-like, like, in, oh, their, I know like, in their eyes yeah. and stuff. And it's almost like they're feeling something. You're, like, looking in, oh, you're, like, sure. looking in their eyes. You're, like, this guy kind of understands what I'm doing. Like, and he oh, kind of, yeah. like, gets 100%. what's happening. And it's, like, it's, dude, it blows my mind. Like, like yeah, I don't know. The... I feel like that's, like, another thing we should have, like, we should sort of, like, kind of, like, improve zoos in terms of, like, the conditions they keep apes in. 
I feel like a lot of times their enclosures are like really small or like yeah. even if they are kind of big, they're like not big enough. I feel like they need like a really big space. I feel like for the longest time, humans have really underestimated what animals are feeling, the fact that they're feeling and what they're aware of. I mean, look at your dog, right? He dogs look right into your eyes for connection and for guidance and um they understand it and they definitely feel things they're happy they're upset they're they get angry anxious jealous um you know like these are real feelings yeah there's some countries that did um this thing by granting them personhood oh yeah so they didn't give them human rights but they granted them something called personhood where they recognized them as like a person because they had, I think they had like, I think it was like Venezuela or something. They had like an ape that could um, do like basic sign language. Yeah. And when you can communicate with like a language with humans, like what are the, what's the barriers of entry now for like consciousness? I know, right? Like, cause it's like, we're communicating. You're, you're, you might, you may as well just be an alien or like some other like but anyway so i think i think this i think this i think it was a gorilla and orangutan and it was named coco or something i can't remember but um she got mad one day and she'd like completely wrecked her enclosure she destroyed it she like smashed the like a sink in it and stuff you know had a temper tantrum uh the like the zookeepers came in to like talk to her and through like sign language she like basically said that it was the cat that did it they had like this cat that would like be like a pet cat around that would like hang around and stuff and she said the cat like wrecked the enclosure she lied yeah (laughs) (laughs) there was also another study where i don't know if this is true because i think i just read it on like an article title or like a meme but you know what maybe it is real and people can google it is that um they introduced the concept of currency and money to like a group of like chimpanzees or bonobos or I don't know, some, some ape. And the first thing they started buying with it was sex. <laughs> like they are not far from people. Yeah. <laughs> like they are not far, like lying and just yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, like, Oh, how can I, what can I use this? Yeah. What can I use these, what this money for? Like, Oh, sex (laughs) it's like not food not this like sex straight to the basic needs yeah yeah it's interesting though because animals they they are they they can do devious stuff and they they do that but it's like they don't really plan ahead they just they just do it because it's an option for them yeah they're Um, not thinking of like the ramifications or like the consequences they're just thinking of the immediate gratification they have like instinct I and think. information you know humans have you know the will and the intellect right everything comes from the will right or else we just don't even move or breathe or do anything mm-hmm. and, the, and then the intellect is our whole knowledge base our, our whole mind uh, but it's interesting because humans can elevate their mind any as far as they want they can be like okay what happens if I do this? They think it out. And they're like, okay, well, I won't do that. Can but, you, uh, could you elevate it to a point where like everything's redundant? Where it's like, oh, nothing actually matters. Like that doesn't matter. Kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
stretch time out to infinity, infinity and not, like hardly, it feels like nothing matters, right? Like, you know, anything that you'll accomplish in this world will blow up eventually. Yeah, everything ends so, with the heat death of the universe, and it's like... But I mean, I don't know, like, if you care or think about spirituality at all, then it w it is worth it because you're kind of investing in a different realm. Um, but if you don't care about spirituality or don't accept it or whatever, then, then yeah, everything you do is material and everything material dies. Therefore, nothing matters. Could Okay, but we get to like hypothetical here and we don't have the answers, but let's uh, muse over the, uh, the, the thought experiment. Okay. okay let's say there is spirituality like there is like another realm or whatever mm -hmm. who's to say that realm doesn't also face like an extinction level event that has like its own breakdown of like it's but universe. then it's not the spiritual realm because it would just be another material realm Right, if it if it can experience. But what if there's death, a realm beyond that realm, going through the layers? Then that would be the spiritual realm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like you have the spiritual is, will always be the infinite, right? And then material will be the finite within the infinite and coming from the infinite. Otherwise, there is no infinite. I heard a a really cool. Um, I guess it's like a belief or like a philosophy. And it, what is it called again? It's called like eternal, or in no, it's, yeah, eternal reemergence or reoccurrence. Mm -hmm. And it it's the belief process that um, the birth and the death are the same event, mm -hmm. and that when you die, you are born again. You don't have any recollection of like you don't carry forward. Like it's just like a re, like you know it's just like how do I say it? Like, it's like Groundhog Day, but you don't keep the memories. Yeah. You just actually suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. So it's like Groundhog, like it's a like Groundhog life. And the, 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 the philosophical part I took from it, the part that I found meaningful. So even if it's not true, it's just something I like to like, that it's a kind of inspiring to me is that if you are destined to live the same life eternally forever, um, wouldn't you want it to be the best life and you would want to be full of joy as much as possible and reduce the amount of pain and suffering that you experience in it. So I always thought of that as like a really more inspirational way of like, uh, you know, that expression YOLO or you only live once. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, how about you live forever and you're going to continuously live forever and you have to ask yourself, do you want eternity to be filled with predominantly joy and happiness? Or do you want it to be filled with uh, sorrow, yeah. pain, you know, and yeah. misery? So it's like you should be working every day or, or like not, not working, but are progressing or like maybe changing the way you're thinking about things in a way that's positive because you're going to constantly relive this uh, like moments in your life. So what, like, again, that kind of circles back to like, you know, just dropping everything and moving somewhere and, you know, quitting your job and finding a new life and new purpose and new meaning. It's like, you know, do you want to live out your life in a poor state of mind, not living, you know, 
to the most joyful extents of your existence? Or do you want to do everything you can to possibly achieve the best life possible for yourself? Even if it doesn't mean the best life possible, at least like, you know, you maybe you shoot for the stars, but land on the moon and yeah. you know, it's overall, maybe that's like just a better approach to life in general. Yeah. I think, yeah, just do what's, you know, good for you as long as it's not hurting anyone and uh i think that's the way to go like that's i knew i liked the country more than i liked the city so i uh, i was okay with moving here and it's it's been much better way better so um yeah like and i feel that the tug that you feel to do these things is telling you you know you should do it like, yeah um, it's scary and it's a lot of work but I, I, you'll be somewhere else and it'll just be so nice and you'll be like wow I can't believe I did that yeah. I've had a couple like job interviews and stuff like that they didn't work out for me but you know I'm still progressing I'm still working towards it I haven't given up so you know and I got a few things I gotta get out of the way I guess I gotta get this house sold that's probably like another thing I gotta do mm-hmm. but uh yeah, gotta, get a, gotta secure it. employment first maybe we should just do that just jump into it that was yeah. Hey, you can come work where I work. Yeah. We'll hire you in a second. (laughs) Seriously, not even joking. I don't know about the Yukon, though. It's a little too far north, buddy. It's a little (laughs) too cold for me. I think I need a little bit more south. There's a tiny bit. Just it's not any bit. worse than like Edmonton or Winnipeg or something like that in the winter. Yes, it is. Not really. Like it, yes, it, it, it gets quite cold there as well. Like it even does. Downtown and it starts snowing pretty early. Yeah. Even downtown Calgary, like in February or something, you'll get minus forty. Like like that's that's like here. It's just a little more arid here. Not as much moisture. So in the winter, the snow is a little more powdery and it kind of squeaks when you walk on it. I think I'm looking around Jasper Grand Cache as being like my next destination, which is yeah. like, I guess halfway to you, halfway to Edmonton. Well, if you do move out there, I definitely want to do a road trip to you, or you should do a road trip to me. Either way, uh, we should get on the road because it's it's so nice of a drive from. Yeah, it doesn't uh, even matter. It's like you're, it's like the journey to, to is like just as good as the destination. Maybe you know. It is, yeah. Like man, you drive through some amazing spots. And especially um, me with like photography and stuff, it's like, oh look, yes. there's uh there's some wildlife. Guess yeah, what? Pulling over to the side of the road now. Road. I'm yeah. gonna do a little bit of video, maybe a couple of pictures, and look at that. My trip on the way to do something is just as entertaining or appealing to me as you know what we're gonna be doing later. And but, that's life, yeah. <laughs> right? That's that's the whole purpose of life, right there. There's no there's no goal, right? There is no goal. It's just you enjoy the journey and learn something from it. I hope so. I need to enjoy the journey more, man. I'm not, not See, enjoying my journey. There you go. the spiritual tug that you're feeling to head west. Go west, my child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sean, I think uh, we should wrap it up here. We're just about an hour in. Bet you, yeah, didn't think it was, I bet you didn't think it'd go that long. No, I was like 10 minutes, man. 10 minutes, and <laughs> we're going to run out of stuff to talk about. I was thinking 20. Yeah, I still feel like we haven't even talked about everything. Like, um, there's still lots more I could say, but maybe we'll leave that for a part two. Buddy, exactly. Keep apart. Everyone I've talked to so far, I think they already want to do a part two because they felt like they didn't talk about everything they want to talk about. They thought yeah. of other things. They weren't as happy with like uh, 
you know, the amount of conversation. They can, I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of ways they want to improve upon it. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? There's always another. We can do another one. Like, my, I don't yeah. know. The minimum I want to do with this is like 10 with like some people I really get along with that I really enjoy talking to that have a lot of similar interests. You know, yeah. it's, and uh, they say most podcasts don't make it past episode 10. They say like, you know, there's 2 million podcasts out there. Most of them go past episode 10. So I was like, okay, well, my goal then is 10 episodes. But yeah. also because I don't even know if I have 10 friends. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 10 is uh, uh, quite the goal. And then uh, we'll go from there. I don't know. We're already starting to talk that maybe we'll do like a, a group group episode, uh, a number 10 to kind of celebrate or something. But oh, yeah. everyone, I think, should get like an, another individual talk because I – even after you know i always think like oh man i did that with that person or this with that person or we, we think about this we talked about that before we could have talked about that yeah there's a bunch of stuff but uh i got a lot of topics with a lot of people that i talk to that i'm looking forward to doing with them as well can people listening to this podcast comment on it somewhere like i don't even know how podcasts work this is new to me uh comment on it no unless i like put a post about it on social media then they could comment on oh, okay. the like the podcast on like social media like but i don't really use social media i don't use twitter yeah no me neither or anything I'm like just, that i just think it'd be cool like if someone actually does listen to this and they write a comment like oh can you elaborate more on such and such we can do that in a part two or something yeah and you know that's where there's room for growth for this podcast is where right now it's just starting out on this anybody thing that's not very professional it's not very like you know groomed and you know manicured but right now it's just on spotify but you know maybe after episode 10 it's like okay how do we grow the podcast if you want to grow yeah. it further and it's like um okay expand into apple expand into this and that and there's like different things we can do and uh maybe you know put an intro into it so then it opens up with like an intro or something and yeah. i don't know man it, i like to start small and then, like, instead of, like, having it perfect at first, it's like, no, have it imperfect. Have it be very, like, rugged and untrimmed. And, you know, let let that seed grow into, like, a, you know, yeah. sprout into, like, a plant and then become, maybe become a flower or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then, sense. but, like, also, I don't want to put, like, 100% effort into something that might just die. Like, it's kind of like, ah, why do I want to spend all this money and all this effort and time into something that's, you know, just might be a little fad and just something that you do for fun and, yeah, well, no. that's basically what I do with my YouTube channel. I just do it for fun, and it's fun for you guys to relive our funny games. So, mm-hmm. and, and like, yeah, you just got to start small, I guess. But we'll, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I mean, there's always stuff you can do to like expand things. So maybe I will get like a Twitter, but like inactively use it and just use it to like post like. <laughs> here's a podcast or like it's just like basically like an advertising like account like here's yeah, yeah. or here or if there's a funny moment in your podcast or something it's like oh you know hear us talk about this or that yeah it's kind of cool i think podcasts are kind of neat they are neat there's a lot of them a lot of them just they stop existing after 10 so if we can make it past 10 we make it past like the we make it past the uh threshold of uh uh mediocrity maybe i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Shit. I'm going right. to wrap her up. Thanks for doing right. this. Yeah, no problem, man. Right. I'll, I'll catch you next time. All right, cheers. See ya.